previously on Masks and Mayhem. Riverside City is a northeast United States like metropolitan hub in the vein of, of New York or Washington or Boston. I'm Dan. I play Yardak, the first Atlantean ambassador to the surface in 200 years. I'm Rachel. I play Ruby Lawson, a film school graduate who creates illusions and objects after contact with unusual media. I'm Sama. I play the speedster post-human Myra Hassan. The main thing that has drawn the three of them together is a group called the United Nations Irregular Operations Network, otherwise known as Union. at the home of Miss Myra Hassan. She is home with her sister, Hazima. And, well, Myra, what are you up to? Um, what time is it? It's like 11 o'clock at night. The parents are out of the house, so it's just you and the sister. Your brother is at work. Um, we're probably watching TV. Okay. Nothing too exciting. Hazima's kind of curled up on the couch, and she just doesn't look super happy. She's kind of just flipping through channels. She goes through, like, shopping channel and a cooking channel. She stops briefly on the news, where you hear about a new submersible that's going to be at a trade show, and you hear about things that the president is up to. You hear about some interesting crimes that have been happening around town. She's, like, just looks at you and sees that you're standing up, and she just says, Are you going to sit down? It's making me really uncomfortable that you're just standing there. I have a lot of energy. Well, go run some of it off. I mean, I guess I could do that. She goes, no, you probably shouldn't. I think I think mom and dad are going to be home soon. Yeah, and it's kind of late. I don't know if that would be a good idea anyway. What do you want to watch? Um, I actually have some shows that I could catch up on, but I know that they don't interest you at all. How observant of you. <laughs> and she just kind of lazily tosses the remote across the couch to you. You can watch whatever you want. She just rolls her eyes. Awesome. What, what do you, wait, what do you change the channel to? Um, whatever our equivalent to the CW is. <laughs> <laughs> this got meta. Well, moments after you actually change the channel, suddenly you, you hear your phone buzzing. Beep, 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 beep. Something like that. One, not a buzz. <laughs> Two, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yeah, your phone starts, starts beeping and a buzzing. I wonder who that is calling me. Well, you check the caller ID and you see that it's your brother, Mo. Which is weird, because he's at work right now, so why is he calling you? Yeah, I wonder. So I answer it, and I say, hey, what's up? This is a weird time for you to be calling. Myra, Myra, listen. No, I don't have a lot of time. I am at work. I am at RCI Storage. Your brother works overnight security at a storage facility for Red Crystal International. Okay. Myra, I am at RCI Storage. I just got in a little bit ago. Uh, I am also tied up. We are being robbed, and I could use some assistance. I'll be right there. 
like straightforward. He was like, this, yeah, this is where I am. By the way, we're being robbed. <laughs> How is he calling if he's tied up? Voice activation phones. Come on, it's 2018. Hey, Siri, call my sister, you know? You know, the one with the superpowers. Useful thing to have when you're being robbed and tied up. Zima looks over to you and says, what's going on? Uh, I'll tell you later. Don't worry about it. Well, wait, what do I, what am, are you leaving? Yeah, but I'll be right back. What do I tell mom and, and you're already gone. Yes. Luckily, you had been to your brother's place of work before, and you dash across the city when you streak to a stop in front of the building. It's dark. When you look at the building, it is a large stone and glass building. And when you look in through the glass front doors, you can see a small strip of lights, but the place is otherwise unlit, um, and you you can't see anyone. Wait, I'm not, like, near the door able to look in? You're at the door looking in. Okay. I try to see if the door is open. The door clicks and opens up. So then I go towards the light, but I try to stay in like a dark spot so that I can remain unseen. When you look in, even though it's still pretty dark, you can see two hallways on either side of an extremely long desk and wall, like a like a receptionist desk. I'm gonna go to the right. As you come around, you see Mo struggling on the ground. Myra, Myra, down here. He's got his hands tied. His phone is on the ground nearby his head. I look around to make sure that we're not in, like, immediate danger. And you look around uh, down the hallway that you can see and around the reception area room, and there's nothing nothing else in the room. And Mo looks up at you and goes, no, 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 he's not. He's back in the storage area. Then I untie him. So they are some pretty strong bonds. You're going to have to make a strength check. So I've got... 19 total. All right. So you and Mo both together pull real hard on the bonds and they snap off and he rubs his wrist and he goes, geez, that was really scary. But like what happened? Uh, I was just kicking back, you know, just another normal night working security. Pretty, It's always been so quiet. Well, he actually starts whispering. It's always been so quiet in here. I, I was leaning back and all of a sudden he was he was behind me and he had me up on my feet and he put my arms behind my back, tied him up took my card and went right back towards the storage area. Was there anything like unique about him? Oh, yeah, yeah. I should I probably should have st- I should I probably should have started with that. Uh he had like some silver goggles on and uh like some really big heavy like metal boots uh and some kind of like bracer along his right arm with like a blue accent and uh like a weird glove on his left hand with like I don't know what the word I'm looking for is uh, little sharp gold tips. Um, I think I need to tell somebody about this. He's still in there. He hasn't come back out. There's no other way out of the building. There's no time. There's no time. If he, I cannot lose this job. Which way did you say he went? Back there. Do you want me to come with you? I'd rather you stay here. Okay. And he reaches, he feels around. He's like, I think he also took my taser. Great. Uh, so, okay. I will. Oh, you know what? I, I will. I'm going to come behind here. I'll go to the security office and I'll grab another taser and i'll just chill out here and hold down this side okay cool also is there like a silent alarm or something no uh damn it rci prefers to keep things very private okay so the two of you actually both start walking back Mm -hmm. and he actually veers right into the smaller security office after kind of ducking his head in first to check for the guy Mm -hmm. and then he comes back out with another taser he says okay i got another one and he looks over and there's a big heavy steel double doors with a metal panel next to them Mm -hmm. Uh, and he sees his card sticking out of the panel and he says okay i guess i guess he's still inside and just left the card here i'm gonna go back out and you're gonna run in there and i assume do the punching thing (laughs) and let me know how that goes (laughs) 
I will do that. All right. So he heads back out. Oh, and they are two, the two steel doors. They do. There's the panel to open them, but they have handles to actually like lift them open. Quick question. If I took the card out, would he like technically be locked in there? In a technical sense, there like is that, no other exit. Yeah, no, like I'm not planning on doing that immediately. I'm just wondering like if whatever I did and then I came back out and took the card out. Like, Yeah, there is no other there is no other exit on that side of the building. So that would lock that door. Okay, for now, we, we leave the card in there and I go in if it's open. Uh, you reach your hand out and you and you open it up. And when you walk in, you walk into a room filled with shelves that go from floor to ceiling, just metal shelves with different boxes and labels and equipment in them. All right. And it's it's rather dark. There's a few stray lights, but for the most part, the room is dark. What kind of equipment? When you look at it, it's a lot of like really long sciencey words, uh, a lot of things that say prototype on them. So like they could be dangerous, right? They could be like um, weapons. Yeah, I mean, you don't you uh, when you examine them, you see like some like some things are labeled like non-functional, like you see a cold gun, uh, but that one's labeled non-functional. A couple things labeled defective, but most things do appear to be some kind of weapon or defensive item. All right, I look around, try to see if I can find any signs of this silver goggled robber. Which direction do you head? Okay, I go to the left. All right, so you make your way down, and you can see that this room is pretty big, and there's a lot of different shelves. Mm-hmm. And you hear a slight rustling in the distance. What do you do next? I carefully approach the noise. Okay, if you're trying to do it carefully, you're going to have to roll a stealth check. Okay, 17 total. All right, so you're tiptoeing quietly, presumably at a brisk pace, and you make your way down, and all of a sudden you hear something clatter to the ground. <gasps> So then I, like, freeze and look around. And you can tell that it's coming from around the corner from where you are right now. Um. If you want, if you would want to know more, you would have to make a perception check for any more detail. Okay, perception is 19. Okay. So what you can tell is it's the uh, clanging of metal boots on the ground, and it is over in the direction about uh, 20 feet to your right. Okay, so. Behind, behind another shelf. Hmm. I don't think I want to go forward. I think I want to go through that hallway to my right because that way I might avoid him seeing me immediately. Okay. Do you move any farther or do you just move to the end? Um, I'm, I go where that is and then I peek around. Okay. When you look around the corner, you see a figure much like your brother described and he's sort of chuckling to himself. He says, <laughs> excellent. Two down, one to go wonder what he's doing. What do you do? Could I try going really fast around, like, that shelf that he's next to? Like, the other side of it? But also still avoid, like, his line of sight. All right, make another stealth check. I got this. It's 24. (laughs) All right, you, in a quick zoom speed around and get around to the other side. Zoom, zoom. And there's a a slight flurry of air because you move so quick, Mm -hmm. but you are otherwise silent. So you're standing there and you hear him clang around a bit more. When he moves, you hear kind of uh, a hydraulic noise coming from his legs. Ooh, is he a cyborg? Suddenly he looks up and he turns around, but he doesn't look at you. He looks in the other direction and goes back to what he was doing. Do I roll a perception check to find out what that is? You can. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. So, oh, 15. From what you can see, it's like a big beige box the size of like a desktop computer tower. And it has like a couple big red glowing orbs on the side of it. I think 
because I'm not a very brave person. So I think I I want to now leave the room and take the card out. Okay. Are you going to try to run without being hurt again? You know what? Yeah. So okay, stealth. make another, yep, another stealth check for me. Okay, roll plus four. 20. You start to get running, but he immediately spins around and fires a bunch of little circular discs from his bracer. I don't like that. And the discs fly out and suddenly form electrical current between each of them. And then they hit you on the side and wrap around. (laughs) 20! And wrapped around you like a net. Oh, man. They send an electrical shock right through you, which knocks you over. Damn. And then he walks over with a slight whirring. Whirring. He goes, sorry, hero. You're not going to get the drop on me tonight. You're not going to, you're not saying much of anything because you're being electrically tased. Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure. I'm like, can I even speak? There's a, and there's a bit of a crack of electricity and he goes, and he, he holds the box under his arm and he goes, I'll be taking this. And he pulls a handgun out and he points it at you and he looks, he looks you in the eyes and goes, boom, and doesn't pull the trigger. I don't like people getting in my way, but I don't like bodies even more. I get, and I just think to myself, well, that's a relief. And he looks at you down and he just kind of turns his head and he goes, you're a little young to be doing this, aren't you? And he just turns away and says, no, no, don't worry. You don't have to answer that. And he starts to walk away and he says, have a good night. And he holds his he holds his arm up and the discs are all summoned back to his bracer. Does that include the one that was, you know, killing well, me? All, all of them were around you forming an electric net. Okay. And as they click back into place on his bracer, his boots erupt in flames and he takes off forward with a bit of a jet boosted thrust. So does that mean, he, wait, he's flying? Uh, yeah, more like levitating. Okay. Uh, like he's like just like an, a few inches off the ground. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and it's moving him at a quicker pace. Okay. And you're still kind of twitching on the ground when you hear the door click to the outside room and you suddenly start to get the feeling back in your arms and legs. Um... Can I, I probably can't move like normal anymore, right? You're able to get up, but you're kind of woozy. Well, he's going towards my brother because that was the only way to leave. I have to like follow him. Okay. So you take off running back towards the center, the main room. And when you get out there, you see Mo on the ground, like holding his head. Oh no. But the guy is nowhere to be seen. Okay. I run to my brother using my super speed because I have to be there immediately and ask him if he's okay. Ah, uh, yeah, he did, he winged me on the side of the head. Uh, I'm I'm okay, I'm okay. Just give me a second. And he sits up. I tried to use the taser. That was probably dumb. What, wait, what happened to you? Um, he noticed me. He was probably playing it off like he didn't know I was there, but I'm pretty sure he knew I was there the entire time. And he threw the, I don't know if he used them on you, but those disc things, he threw them and I got electrocuted. And Whoa, disc things. What? Oh, yeah. He had these little flying disc things that came out of his arm and formed an electricity net. So that was fun. Okay, you know what? I'm happy getting winged in the head seems okay now. <laughs> okay, but he took something, and I don't know what it is, but, I mean, since you work here, maybe you do. He puts his head in his hands and he goes, oh, God, I am so fired. I, I, uh... I mean, I don't know what any of the stuff back there is, really. It's, it's, almost all of it is classified. Most of it's, most of it's mothballed, so, like, it's deactivated and not supposed to work, but 
I mean, I, to be honest, I don't know what all they keep back there. I'm just, I'm mostly paid to just sit out here and not ask questions and we'll keep this from happening. They have cameras here, right? In the front here, yes. Back there, no. But hopefully they'll be able to see this dude coming in and leaving. Right, and they're also going to see me get winged in the head and not really stop him. See, I I can see why that would make them angry, but also I don't know how they would fare any better. Yeah, that's true. Um, But the stuff here, I I don't know a lot about it. I know it's enough that, like I said, I'm paid not to really ask questions, so I... We got, you got to tell somebody. Oh yeah, no, I'm going to go to Union and see if they know anything about this guy. Okay, uh, maybe I can hold it off if I can tell them I know someone who's taking care of it. Yeah, do that. Okay, you wait, you didn't turn towards the cameras at all while you were in here, right? No, I didn't turn towards the cameras, and if I did, my face was covered. Alright, because I, ca- I was behind the desk when I called you, so they shouldn't make that connection, because we got to, say, we got to protect your identity, of course. Mm-hmm. All right, you should get going. I'm going to call this in to to headquarters. Okay, cool. I'll keep you posted. You leave Mo as he begins to dial the phone, and what do you do? Do I have anybody's number from Union, or can, or do I just, I guess, go straight to HQ? Uh, you have some phone numbers, but the only, I'll say, the only numbers you really have are, well, is uh, Ruby's and Yardak's uh, contact information. Oh, and I, I need to tell. <laughs> I could tell them, but I would probably... Someone higher up needs to know. The only phone number you have from Union is Agent Lewis. Remind me who that is again. Agent Lewis. Agent Lewis is the man who recruited you. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I'm not calling him. So, <laughs> so then I go to headquarters. Uh, so you end up in front of the doors to Union, and there's a buzzer. So I buzz it. <laughs> you buzz it, and you and you get someone. You get someone who answers. He goes, "Hi, um, who is this?" Um, uh, did I have a, a superhero name in the game yet? That has not been established. Okay. Um, hi, this is Myra. I was wondering if I could speak to... Crap, I forgot the director's name. <laughs> Betsy Bullard. Yeah, um, this is Myra Hassan. I was wondering if I could speak to Betsy Bullard. Ma'am, it's, it's after midnight. <laughs> Director Bullard is not here. I mean, she's not, she's not even in town right now, but she's not here right now either. Oh no, but it's an emergency. I, I can take a message? Um, no, I don't, I don't think I can leave, I don't think anyone besides her should know. I can't, I can't really give out contact information, unfortunately. Um, should I let her know that you were here? Uh, yeah, please. Um, tell her to call me back as soon as she can. Okay, and she has your contact info? In case she doesn't, here it is. Okay, uh, (laughs) um. And you give your phone number or yeah. email address, something? Uh-huh. Both, all, everything. Okay. <laughs> it's 2018. Um, okay, so what do you do next? Um, my next step is to call Yardak. Ooh, call, calling Yardak first. Sorry, Ruby. Well, I have, I have reasons. So you reach... It better be good reason. You don't have to roll to get contacted. <laughs> Guess how? All right, you know what? Roll to make sure the RippleCon works. <laughs> oh my god, no, it works. I promise. Don't look. Did you, did you? Don't look. Don't look. <laughs> Critical fail. His his uh his uh RippleCon explodes. <laughs> okay. Uh well, let's let's establish this. Does Yardak own any kind of cell phone or does he just have the RippleCon? That town is tech. I no. Oh, well then I mean, I would assume so. He's being a human. Okay, well, he's hanging out with humans. Doesn't necessarily mean he adapts all other things. 
okay, so you reach out to Yardak's cell phone. Hello? Hey, Yardak. So something just happened. What are you talking about? My brother called me because he was like tied up at work, like literally. And oh. <laughs> there was like some big dude who's like probably a cyborg. Um, I got electrocuted from some tech that he had. And I needed you to know because I know that you can help with your water powers. Uh, in what way? What do you need? If we run into him again, I'm going to need all the help I can get with the short-circuiting. Oh, okay. I, that's probably something that's doable. Do you think it is a foe that we could take on just us? Um, No, we might need to also have Ruby's help. Oh, yeah, definitely. Have yeah. you gotten in contact with her yet? Not yet. I was going to do that right after getting you on board. Awesome. Then where should we meet then to discuss what we're going to do? Do you know where RCI storage is? Send me a message with the address to the location that you need me to be at. All right. Yeah, I'll send you the info and you can meet us there. Uh, suddenly you get a ring on your phone and it's your sister Hazima. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> um, okay. Hello. Uh, uh, don't come home. I didn't exactly know what to tell mom and dad. You are on a date right now. Oh, I mean, okay. But so don't come home. Also, I just got off the phone with Mo. He told me what happened. Uh, I'll keep trying to cover for you, but he also... Don't, don't go back there either. Um, I... Okay. <laughs> uh, he said he said headquarters is coming down to do a thorough sweep of the place, and he is is just trying to trying to keep things low profile for now. He told him he has... He told him... Well, he didn't tell him you were working on it. He told him he had someone working on it. So just... just yeah, don't, don't go back there. Don't come home. Um, don't really know what else to tell you. Oh, oh... Yeah, uh, I hope your date's going well. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. I'll talk to you later, Myra. Click. Okay, cool. Bye. All right, so I'm calling Ruby now. Hey, what up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Ruby, I think I'm going to need your help on a situation. Okay, what's going on? Um, There is a, a big, strong cyborg dude terrorizing the place where my brother works. Um, Yardak is already on board to help. Um, cause we could totally use, oh, yeah, wow. we could totally use his water powers to short circuit any kind of tech that this guy has, um, be because I've already been electrocuted by this weird gadget that came out of his arm. Um, and we don't want that to happen again. Gross. So, yeah. Do you think you'll be able to join us? Uh, sure. Okay. Meet us outside of RCI storage. I'm assuming I don't know where that is. RCI. I'll send you I'll to. send you the info in the text. Hey, this is RC. Fandom and charity collide at Rebel Cause. They are a group of Star Wars fans dedicated to doing good in their community by raising money for the homeless. Co-founder Caden Stetler sat down with me to talk a little bit about the group, whose fandom truly inspired him to start. A few years ago, I was actually watching uh, Star Wars Rebels. And I thought it was pretty awesome. The the rebels in that show actually took food to the Tarkin towns. They're like Hoovervilles. I just kind of was sitting there and I was like, man, I really wish I could do something like that. That would be awesome. And thought about it for a few minutes. And I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And so the saga, inspired by another saga, began. Care to learn more? You can find a link to Rebel Cause at masksandmayhem.com slash support. Okay, uh, so you all uh, meet outside of RCI. Given from where Yardak's coming from and where Ruby's coming from, I'd say it takes about 30 minutes. Ruby's van pulls up down the street and parks. Yardak comes. He comes just kind of like 
swooping in Iceman style on a uh, <laughs> on a bi- on a on a big self controlled wave. Nice swag. That's the best thing. And he doesn't land near Ruby's van. He lands a little bit a ways away, and just continues to walk towards the. Uh, begins to wa- continues to walk towards the front entrance. Okay, I'm just saying I'm like leaning against my van and see this and just be like, what? Why is that like the coolest thing I've ever seen? Alright, so then I look around to see if who was it that was coming? Corporate corporate was coming to check the area out. Okay. And Mo can he's kind of standing inside and he looks out and his eyes get all big and he runs out and he sticks his head out and he says did did Hazima call you? Um, yeah, and she told me not to come in, which is why I didn't immediately burst into the doors. Uh, what's going on? I should have been more clear to not come back. Well, I wanted they- I wanted to be sure that no one was in danger, and I have help now, so we could do something right. about it. No, we're not in danger. They're just doing a thorough sweep, and they're going to check the tapes, and just I, I wanted to kind of just control the situation until you had more information. Okay, what can I do... Find out who you can uh, reach out to. I don't know if you know anybody in, in the police or if uh, any of your union friends could help. Um, y- about that. But it has to be somewhere that's not here. Okay. The thing is, I went to union and the director is not there right now. So. Okay. They're going to be doing the sweep. It's going to take them all night, I think. They're just having me kind of. All night. Hang out to debrief. At this point, they're still doing the sweep. I told them a little bit. So like I bought us some time. So I guess like. I don't want to have to explain to them who all these people are. Okay, okay, I'll try to figure something out. He popped back into the building, and it's just three of you now. Guys, I don't know what to do. Would either Yardak or I have, like, a different phone number? Yeah, so Myra, the only phone number that Myra has is is Agent Lewis. Yardak, you have uh, Director Bullard's number, and just for the record then, the numbers that you have, Ruby, you have uh, Frank and Lydia's numbers. Okay. You try calling Bullard, because that's, like... Very important. That's, like, yeah. the number one person we need to get, but if... Top of the totem pole. If we can't get her, I'll call Okay, them. are you all... I swear to God, I was scared that you were going to say you actually only have uh, Agent Allen Rickard's phone number, and he's in a coma. So... <laughs> How about we oh, all get in yeah. the van, and then we can, like, just hide in here for a sec, or, you know, let's all go to Denny's. It should be oh open, God, right? Oh my God, I love Denny's. Sure, why not? Okay, so you go to a Denny's. Well, I was gonna say, we all get into my van, and, like, turns out there's a, there's a Space Cadet podcast. We're not listening to Space Cadet podcasts. <laughs> and I just awkwardly change it to the radio, like, whoops. And as we're driving to Denny's, I'm gonna call Director Bullen. Okay, Director Bullard's phone actually immediately goes to voicemail. What the fuck kind of director? This is Bullard's phone. You know what to do. Beep. D- director Bullard, this is Yardak. I don't want to say emergency situation, but there is some sort of cyborg man stealing equipment out of this facility known as RCI Storage. And Myra and Ruby and I are attempting to corral the situation, but everything we do, we seem to be coming up against brick walls and we can't get into Union. I need you to get a hold of me as soon as you can. Does anybody else want to do anything on your way to Denny's? You know, I will try to call Frank. Okay. Frank picks up. Hey, Ruby, what's up? Hey. Um, so Myra witnessed, like, a robbery by a cyborg dude, right? That's wait. What we're going with? Wait, a cyborg? What? I don't know. He had, like... He had robotic body parts. 
And we are just trying to tell anyone from Union at this point. Okay, Bullard's phone I... is not answering. She's not at headquarters. Yeah. We don't know what to do. Yeah, uh, I'm 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 with Bullard, but I'm sorry, friends. I'm on the other coast, a different base. I I I am I am nowhere nearby to be able to really help with this one. Do you know who is? I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Agent Lewis is out on a mission. I think it's like everyone, but like one support staff guy back at base. Uh, and, uh, Dr. This does not seem like a good way to run this place. We're doing our best. We've got, guys, there are some big things going down that we're working on, and I, I'm going to trust that you guys can handle Cyborg Man? Okay. You said it was RCI? Yeah. Okay, I'll reach out to one of my contacts at RCI and see if I can find out any additional information, but, uh, and yeah, anyway, uh, Dr. Oliverdo is actually with Agent Lewis, uh, and they're, they're both, uh, out of town as well. They took most of the agents with them on a mission. Are we, should we know about that mission? No, this is, this is official business. If we, if you were supposed to know about it, we would have told you. Like, maybe it's a good thing to know when everyone leaves town, Yeah. Though. I'll find out whatever I can, I'll get in contact with RCI, and I'll send you whatever I've got. Okay. Good luck. Whatever it is, I know you can handle it. So, are you at Denny's now? Yeah. Yeah. You sit down at the uh, the nice wooden, you know, tables and chairs with the padding, and, and a nice uh, older waitress with a beehive hairdo walks up and hands out some menus and goes, Would you like to try a Grand Slamwich? They're very popular. Do you guys want a Grand Slamwich? It's, it's a Grand Slam turned into a sandwich. That is... This is not an advertisement for Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sure. Okay, we'll uh, have yeah. one. Okay, that sure. all right, that's three grand sandwiches. I'll be right back. For the record, I just said Denny's because you said it was the middle of the night. We could have gone to Taco Bell, guys. You brought <laughs> us here. You chose to come to Denny's instead of getting the fourth meal. You know what? I'm hungry and I want food. Luann comes back and she drops off the grand sandwiches. Uh, they already had them all, already because that's how everyone gets right now. And she says, all right, if you need anything else, I'll be right back. Thanks, Luann. Okay. You're welcome, dear. Okay, so what do you do next? Um, Ruby, this was your idea. I just figured we should go somewhere that wasn't like somewhere they could be like, why are they hanging out and watching us? And I was hungry, so there are there are a couple biker dudes looking at looking at Yardak with a bit of a quizzical look. Ooh, what do they look like? Oh no! <laughs> and then they just go back to eating their grand sandwiches. They're probably just insecure around the Atlantean. I respect that. What's your next thought? What's your next step? Once my brother gives me the all clear that everyone's gone and it's okay, that we should go back and look for clues. What do you guys think? We don't have any way to track this dude or anything, right? Um, not that I know of. Yeah, I don't think we can. Are there any other storage places? Does this place have any other storage places? Well, you can go roll a, uh... Perception. A phone book. Perception check to Google that. 21. Uh, good job. Because I apparently Google badly? (laughs) I just know my city. So, you Google and you see that, like, RCI has other storage facilities and other, like, headquarters and things, but none of them are in Riverside City. Ooh. Are there any other storage places that are not owned by this company, but, like, similar kind of thing? So, instead of Googling RCI storage, now we're just Googling storage facilities. Like, like military storage facility or something like that. You start looking around, and there are some other high-tech companies, but none of them that specifically list any kind of storage facility. And I'm sorry, uh, I should have said something to you, Sama. Uh, when you got uh, incapacitated uh, by that by that quick attack, you also got an extra hero point. So you have two, and the others have one. Sweet. 
Uh, Myra, you get a call. Hello? Hey, hey, it's Mo. Uh, so they finished the sweep. Um, if you, I guess if you want to come back now, it's, it's safe. Uh, Corbett was real, real worried. They seemed really concerned about whatever was taken. Did you by any chance hear what it was? No, I was gonna, I was gonna contact a buddy of mine from work and see if he knows anything about it. Okay, I think I might head back, but I don't know if I'm coming with my team. We might split up. Is it safe enough for me to come alone? The nice thing, too, is that they've disabled the security system for a little bit, so we don't have to worry so much about being seen or anything. They're, oh. they're, they're checking, because they're checking the logs, it's disabled for now. Okay, cool. I'll be there soon. Um, I would recommend that I not go alone anywhere. This is completely a character. I am not struck. Well, see, what I was thinking was that you and Yardak could go, like, make sure, like, check the other place. I know it's kind of far, but... But you said it wasn't in Riverside City. Like, do you mean it's like, is it, is it a like neighboring city? Really, or really far? Like, like, like what? Yeah. We're talking like they have a couple throughout the country. Oh. Okay. Yeah, Red Crystal International does have like facilities, but like this is not their main main space. Then I guess I guess we don't split up. I guess we all go back. Okay. Do you pile back into Ruby's van? I run. So I just drive a van by myself. Okay. This way she can listen to her podcast in peace. Okay. <laughs> yes. Put podcast back on. Myra zips off and beats you all there because she's extremely fast. It's true. And and Mo opens the door and goes, "Come on, come on, get in, get in." Would Mo know of any other locations? Oh, I could ask him, right? Yeah. You can. Uh, so he ushers you into the building. Are your friends coming? Uh, yeah, they're coming in a bit. Um, do you know if there are any locations similar to this one that could be housing any anything that this cyborg dude is interested in? No, uh, RCI. This is the only one in this town. Uh, why? What? what? Why are you looking for another one? Well, because I heard him say something like two down, one to go. So it sounds like he's trying to do a few hits at different places. Okay. Um, hmm. You know what? I'm going to... I assume that uh, Frank's phone number that I have for him is some kind of phone, like smartphone. Yes. That I can text that information to him. You, what information do you text him? This guy said two down, one to go. Do you know what another place he could be hitting around here? Frank just texts back, looking into it. I figured I'd try. And when you ask Mo, Mo just kind of stops for a second and goes, well, definitely nothing from RCI. Wait, you said, you said two down, one to go? Yeah, that's what he said. Have you looked into any other major robberies? <gasps> that's genius. Okay, let me text my team. What kind of phone does uh does does Myra have? Um, Sidekick. It's 2018, so she has an iPhone 10. Is that where your mind went to, Sidekick? Yeah, I was, th- I was thinking someone has to have a phone with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, me. I'm the low tech guy. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. So you text the team. You let them know. And uh, moments after you send that text out, Yardak arrives by by wave. By wave. Not too long after you hear a put put putter in of uh, Ruby's van. It, does my van put putter? Is it that bad? <laughs> is it that bad? Listen, you're a college student with film school debt, so you don't have the nicest van. Aww. Mo introduces me, says, oh, hi, Mo Hassan. Hi, nice to meet you. I shake his hand back. Okay. I'm Ruby. It's <laughs> like, maybe tell him about you. She told me about you, but she didn't tell me your name, because she's all about the secret identities. <laughs> oh. And then he turns around and he goes, and you're Yardak, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah, hello. Nice to meet you. Okay, uh, so everybody's introduced, and he goes, okay, yeah, is there... Okay, so if he said two down, one to go, there definitely wasn't any RCI thefts last night. I was gonna say, I did hear something on the news about a robbery earlier. Okay, roll insight. 
This will be to see how well you remember the news report. Oh, I hope I roll well because I don't have lots of insight. 14. All right, you remember that it was a robbery from a military facility, but that was re- and that no and that nobody was injured. Uh and that the robbery was two nights ago. Okay, so two nights ago and today, and those were the two. So do I remember where? Uh no, the uh the report did not specify. Suddenly, uh Ruby's phone dings and it's a it's a message from Frank. Okay, um I'm sending all three of you an email with some documentation. This is not necessarily things I should be giving you, so don't pass this along. Gotcha. I gotcha, and then like a winking emoji? Because she's going to tell immediately. Actually, no, actually Frank texts back. He's like, that winky face is disconcerting. Please tell me you're not going to give this to the media. Oh, I'm not going to the media. And then you get a ding, and it is some documentation. A bunch of it is blacked out, but it's a, a, a union file. But there is some information you can make out. It's a man by the name of Kaito Tanaka, and he is listed under a union code name Brigand. Brigand is a term for a professional robber. Oh. Oh. And he has a couple listings, specifically stolen, redacted uh, from CIA, stole, classified from Fort Belvoir, Virginia, stole a uh, micro laser glove and shielded goggle prototype from Miyamoto Dynamic. Hold on, what's the, what's the redacted thing that he stole? It just says stole redacted from Fort Belver, Virginia. And he also stole a wall scaling kit from Union Delta Base in Los Angeles. Oh my god, this guy. It is believed that he has fenced it, but the investigation is still ongoing. Uh, and he also stole a demolition blast glove from Camden Industries in Texas. Uh, that is also believed to be fenced. The investigation is ongoing. This guy likes to steal. And be really mean. He didn't kill you. Yeah, at least he doesn't like to murder. Okay, so... And they do actually have on there a uh, profile photo of him. It's just like a blurry security cam footage. Um, But he is a man of Asian descent with short, buzz-cut black hair. He's a little more wiry, and he's listed as roughly 5'10". If we had, like, union resources, we could maybe, like, have people looking out on, like... Security cams for this dude. Well, you don't, so... (laughs) That is the information that Frank sent to you. And we don't know, and he doesn't know what they stole yet? Uh, not specifically. RCI didn't report it? No, uh, RCI has not released it. They're not going to, are they? They're just gonna be like, we didn't lose anything, what? Suddenly Mo pops up and he says, what's going on, what'd you guys find out? Uh, Ruby got the text, right? Or no, we all got the text. We we all got the email. Okay. I said, okay, if we tell you this information, just don't, like, don't tell other people. Yeah, we're, like, not supposed to put it out there. She's a fault. <laughs> Doing exactly what Frank asked you not to. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> I know! That's why I was like, oh, no. Okay, so you guys show him the files? You know what? They don't tell us things. We can have our own secrets. That's the brotherhood. You know what? If they don't tell us when they're all leaving town, and then we're like, hey... There's some trouble, and they're like, Listen, my brother's a smart dude, so he could help us if he knew things. Yeah. Just, like, you don't want to get in in trouble with the big secret government organization? I think you're smart enough to realize that. All right. Make an investigation check, whoever has investigation. Okay. Nat 20, bitch. All right. (laughs) Mo kind of crosses his arms, and and he looks pensive. 
after you guys tell him this information. Oh, okay. Uh, what's the, what's the matter, Mo? You seem a little uh. Give me, give me one second. And he pulls out his phone and he dials a number. Wait, who are you calling? Hey, hey, James, are you there? Yeah, yeah. It's it's Mo. Were you were you at your other job two nights ago? Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, it's nothing. nothing. Don't worry about it. I'll, uh, I just, uh, I had someone who thought they knew you, but uh, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess it wasn't you. Anyway, sorry to bother you so late. <laughs> Have a good night, man. I figured out where, how this guy got in so easily. Okay. Explain. And he, and he looks at you and he's a little nervous. He's like, my coworker, James, works at another storage facility. This one is contracted through the CIA. Yeah. That makes sense. And I know that he's been hard up for money lately and that his family's been having some problems. So I'm guessing that he must have given this guy some kind of info to get in, possibly. I don't really know. But that's you said that you said that he had stolen something from the CIA and that he had stolen uh obviously the device from from work here. Gimme give, give me one more moment, I'm gonna make another phone call. Hey, Bill, it's Mo. Yeah, I got to call that favor in. Yeah, I'm sure you heard. Yeah, yeah, the uh we had a bit of a bit of an incident tonight. I need to know what was stolen and and corporate wasn't telling me anything. Can you find that out for me? All right, thanks. All right, just get it to me as soon as you can. Bye. A guy from headquarters, uh we trained together. He was drunk. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, he owed me a favor. I got him out of a bind. He should be getting us the information soon. I have a out of character question. How old is Mo? Mo is uh, 19. Okay. Because I remember her saying that she was younger, so I knew he couldn't be that old, but I was like, he's obviously an adult. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So. He's uh, he's working night shift to work his way through college. Good and for you, buddy. Smart. That's out of character. You <laughs> say that out loud. But <laughs> yeah, you know. No one asks, I was going to say, no one else was thinking to ask questions about Mo. All of a sudden, his phone dings. He goes, I really need to turn this thing on silent. And he looks at it and he goes, okay. Whoa, yeah, I get now why they looked concerned. Okay, so this oh, no. this device is, well, it has a longer name, but it's referred to as the Chain Hydro Splitter. Chain Hydro Splitter? That sounds like wa- something to do with water, which I don't like. Only we're allowed to have water powers on our side. Yeah. Okay, so the device splits atoms, and if it's set off in water can do a chain of splits. Why did they make that? <laughs> Think nuclear bomb, but targeted at water. Great. That was not what I expected. I am going to text Frank. We found out what was stolen. Frank texts back. He's like, okay, I was able to get the CIA part declassified. Great. It was known as a Doeg. It is a prototype deep ocean exploration gear. To destroy the ocean? It's a combination scuba gear and exoskeleton capable of handling intensely high pressures while converting water into breathable air. Oh, so the dough egg was yesterday. Oh, is there anything that's underwater that that could be cool to steal around here? Fish. Aquarium. (laughs) No, no, there is not. Is there any place holding something else that's cool and water related? Yardak, you need to be really careful because he's probably heard about you. He's after Atlantis. Yeah. Oh no, honestly, kind of. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it sounds like he's really going after Atlantis. You just got your message from Frank where he told you about what, what was stolen. Mo looks up and listens to all of you and says, Okay, so 
they've got gear to swim and they've got a weapon, but that's not going to get them. Like they don't necessarily know where Atlantis is. Do you think? Or even if they did, could they? They couldn't necessarily. You can't just swim that low. You need something to get there. Oh, so the redacted is the doe egg. Correct. The redacted from the CIA was the uh. doe egg. Zardak, do you think that this could like that you should call ahead just to make sure? Ooh, let's ripple com Atlantis. Okay, you pull out your ripple com, <laughs> and uh, Yaradamo answers. Ooh, hey baby, Yardak, what's what's we, the middle of the night? I wanted to let you guys know down there that we are facing a foe up here that it seems to be harvesting weapons that can do massive damage to the ocean and potentially Atlantis. So I need everybody on high alert to keep an eye out for anything strange that might be happening and to send word the second anything might change. I will alert the king immediately. Myra, do me a, do me a favor and roll another insight check. Twelve. You suddenly get a flash of inspiration from when your sister was clicking through this, the news channel earlier about a submersible that was going to be demonstrated at a trade show tomorrow. Ooh. Oh, yeah! Um, I just remembered, uh, my sister was watching the news earlier and there's this thing that they're going to test tomorrow that sounds like exactly what the dude needs. Let's lay a trap. I feel like the union people need to come back. Like <laughs> So I feel like uh, Yardak is going to be a little bloodthirsty this time because under my complications, the only thing listed is patriotism and he's after Atlantis. So I feel like got to protect the homeland. Okay, so you're laying a trap where? Well, where is this trade show? So you look up the trade show tomorrow, and the submersible is from the Daniel Oceanography Institute. Okay. Do we know where that is? Yeah, that's closer to the downtown area near the the big trade show center. Okay, what time is it now? About 2 or 3 a.m. I'm going to clarify one other thing. The news report last night said that they would be loading it up to bring it bring it over uh, for, the, for the opening of the trade show. I'm going to text Frank all this information. And tell him perhaps Union should call so we don't sound like a bunch of crazy people being like, hey, you're going to get robbed. Frank texts back. He says, he says, there's no one to call right now. The Institute's going to be closed, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Well, I guess I don't know where the thing's coming from. So I guess we should go downtown and go to the where the trade show is and see if we see anything going down. Sounds like a plan. Okay, about a half hour later, you're all outside of the trade show convention center. It's pretty pretty dead. It's the middle of the night downtown. You know, there's a couple of people walking around, but nothing really particularly going going down here. Make a perception check. Everybody or just Ruby? Uh, if anybody who wants to who wants to perceive, not twenty. Eighteen. All right. Uh, you see a so Yardak knows uh, twice tonight. Yardak looks up and he sees a guy kind of pacing near one of the doors of the trade trade convention center. He looks like uh, he's got like a baseball cap on. He looks like some kind of security guard. For the record, I got twenty three. Well, sorry, both Myra and Yardak. <laughs> sorry, Ruby. Um, either is there like a badge or something that union employees use to like be like, "Hey, I'm union," like the way like the FBI would? Yes, you have not been issued one. Yeah, I didn't think so. Okay, doesn't mean I can't I'm just make one. Making sure. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! And I also just think it's important that uh, that Ruby remember that impersonating a, uh, an officer is a crime. Uh, well, I'm thinking about it. That um, I'm not saying I'm gonna do it. Okay. I just was just- wondering. Keep that all in mind. All right, so yeah, they, they do have a badge, and you and you've seen uh, and you've we... seen agent uh, agent records and agent Lewis's. Okay, 
I'm going to, I assume I'm just wearing normal clothes, so I'm not making, like, a badge or anything right now. I am just making it look like I'm wearing, like, a business suit. Okay. Are you, wait, are you uh, making the suit, or are you illusioning the suit? You know what, we'll go, I'll go in my van real quick and make a suit. Okay. What's the, what's the suit look like? <laughs> uh, it's like a gray, just a, uh, like, a gray, uh, like, skirt Okay. Suit. Throw my hair up in, like, a professional ponytail. I think we should, like, try to inform them this place might be wrong, but I'm also scared they will not believe me. I think we should maybe ask questions about the delivery. Okay, I put the suit on so I'd look a little bit more professional. Like, do you guys want anything to wear besides? Um, yeah, I say it's a pretty fair or, bet for us to all at least try to look the part here so we are taken more seriously. Yeah. Okay, make suits for everyone. Who has the best persuasion? I doubt that's me. Um, mine is nine. Mine is one. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to say, uh, mine's eight, but I was going to say Yardak should lead because Yardak is a known figure. And also, I do have, um, doesn't attractive affect persuasion? Mm-hmm. If the person finds you attractive. Ooh. We should go up and see, ask about the delivery and see if they'll believe us that they need to have extra security or something. So, I mean, other than, like, just going up and talking to the person, what else would we do? I could make a union badge and be like, we're a union. Or you could say you're an ambassador, which is true. I'd rather go with oh, that yeah, plan, duh. because since they know who he is, it'd be easier to tell the truth. Uh, so you walk up, and the guard is turned away from you. I'm gonna uh, clear my throat. <clears throat> and the person kind of jumps with a start and turns around, and it's actually a woman. Is she also in a nice business suit? <laughs> like, no, she's wearing like a... Uh, yeah, didn't you say she had a baseball cap on or something? Yeah, a gray baseball cap, gray short sleeve button up with like a patch sewn into it. Uh, Ooh, and it just says, uh, it just says like trade show security company. Hi, she says. Okay, I give her a very charming smile and lean in and say hi uh we were uh we wanted to let you know that we uh well firstly i am yardak an ambassador of union and uh, i've seen you on tv uh yeah that that does happen every now and then uh i just wanted to to inform you that we have received some intel that the trade show might be targeted specifically the submersible that we have here and Uh, well wait wait. The, the submersible it hasn't gotten here yet uh, yeah, this is uh, more of a, a heads-up situation. I wanted to know if you... Uh... Prevention. It was supposed to get here, like, in ten minutes. I haven't heard anything. I was say, I'm I'm waiting at the gate here to, to open it up so let them in, but I haven't heard anything. They told me they were going to call ahead to let me know, because they're coming from the, uh, the... Oh, God, what's it called? The Daniel Oceanography Institute. They're coming from there, uh, but I haven't gotten a call that they're on their way. Are you saying... Are you saying something happened? Wait, are you saying something might be happening? So they were... Something might be happening. But. Um, I think we might want to try to do something now, guys. It sounds like the submersible's not going to make it here. Yeah. So I was going to say, uh, if the submersible... Shit, I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm going to ask... Uh, what's your girl's name? Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Officer Ruth Day. Uh, Ruth, do you have any way to contact the people who are transporting the submarine here? They told me I was going to get a call. The place is only like like six or seven blocks from here. Okay, I'm going to real quick over my shoulder go, uh, Myra, do you think uh, maybe you might want to potentially yeah, check that situation I, yeah, out I as I talk to Ruth here? Yeah, I could check it out and be right back. And yeah. in the meantime, uh, Ruth, with what's happening here, I'm going to uh, 
suggest that you uh, corral your other security officers here and make sure that that gate doesn't open. Uh, if the submersible uh, arrives here, then I this is my cell phone number here, and I would like you to give me a call immediately as once you know that it's approaching. And uh, thank you for any uh, for your help. And she kind of pauses for a moment, and she's like a little dumbfounded. She's like, "I God, I took the security job because they told me it'd be easy." I'm very sorry, ma'am. Wait, who, who's this? No, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna go call. I'm gonna go call my people. And she just takes out her she takes out her security badge, opens the door behind her, and goes inside. Myra, you arrive out front of the Daniel Oceanography Institute, and you look in, and you can see. There are no lights on inside, and there doesn't appear to be anybody nearby. There are two big chain-link fence gates in front of you that, that split open to open up originally, and then inside of, those, inside of those gates is a pair of garage doors that open to the interior of the building. Okay. Perception check to see if I can tell whether or not the submersive was already taken or if it's still here. Thirteen. Uh, when you when you look down at the ground, it appears that these gates have not opened in, in quite a while, at least not all day. Okay, so hopefully they haven't taken it yet. I call Ruby. Uh, hey, what's up? So I just got to the Daniel Oceanography Institute, and it doesn't look like anything was taken because this gate looks like it hasn't been open at least all day. So I think the submersive is still here. She th- she thinks it's still there because the doesn't look like the gate's been open. All um. Day. So yeah, I think you guys should get. You know, I'm just. You know, I'm putting it on speaker. <laughs> yeah. So I think if you guys uh, could meet me here, maybe maybe we could prevent something from happening. Okay, I'll jump in my van. Okay, and so I should be clear. When you came running from the trade show, uh, it is now. Uh, from the perspective you're looking at to your left, like you're looking at the building and the trade show area would be to your left. Okay. I mean, it's, it would it be, it's the same speed. Roughly. Yeah, so, okay, let's just ride together. <laughs> okay. Oh. Yeah. Riding with a big ass spear. I'll put the radio on. I won't force you to listen to my <laughs> podcast. Not long after you hear the approaching putt, putt, putter of the van. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, the gates start sliding open to either side, and the garage door on your right-hand side begins to open, and it goes at a, at a pretty good clip, and you just hear it going, and they slide out of the way. And all of a sudden, two bright headlights come on, and a tractor trailer starts wa- making its way out of the garage and out of the gates. I try to make it up here as if there's like another gate blocking it. Or, you know, I put another gate in front of it. Uh, you're too far away to, to do that. I'll try to illusion the gate. But. The engine revs The engine revs up uh, and just takes off straight through it. Damn it. Um, Wait, so they've left now? Uh, it is coming out not right towards you, but right next to you. Uh, and it's turning to its left, your right, away from the trade show. Can I... Um, how, so I'm too far away from it to make any, uh, you were then, but now by the time it has gotten out, you are a lot closer, uh, you and, okay. I would like to try to make a wall in front of the, the a wall in front of the truck. Okay. It has gotten up to a pretty good pace. So, um, make a roll for me. 17. Okay. You make the wall. But soon after with the clip that it's picking up through the tractor trailer just smashes it down. And continues on. I have a question. What can I do with my hero point? 
You can edit a scene to add a piece or change a piece that wasn't previously mentioned. Uh, you can do a heroic feat to get you an extra like ability that you don't normally have. You can use it to improve a role. You can use it to give inspiration to get help from the GM. You can also use it to do an instant counter if someone attacks you and you, you can use an attack as an instant counter to that. And you can use it to recover yourself from injury. Oh, also, uh, Ruby gets a, a hero point as well for the truck smashing right through that. I think I want to use my point to do the thing with the GM. Okay, what are you you're looking for? Inspiration and advice? Yes. Uh, if that were the case, I would say the key right now is to get this guy out of the truck. Oh, okay, I can do that, I think. Let's find out if that's what you want to do. Okay, so... Also, at this at this point, they have gone a little bit down the road. And Myra, you haven't really moved, but Ruby has kind of kept pace and has almost caught up with the truck now. Oh, okay. Um, what if I, like, ran and... And then Yard- Yardex in the van Correct. with me, right? What if I ran okay. and sort of used Ruby's van as, like, help to, like, push off of? And then I, like, grabbed the dude out of the car... Okay, so wait, we're talking about a couple different things here. We're talking a move action, we're talking some kind of acrobatic stunt, and also a grab action. So I don't think you can do all of that in one turn. Like, you could definitely run and jump off the van to get onto the truck, but the rest of this I don't think you can do in this single turn. So I'm going to run and use Ruby's van to jump on top of the truck. Actually... I should say uh, that you can use extra effort to get an additional standard action, So, but that fatigues you the next turn. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. You're going to need to make... The movement's fine. You're going to need to make an acrobatics check. Ooh, I got 27. Oh, wow. So you get down low to the ground and then take off in a mad dash, and you get up and you actually run along the side of Ruby's van as it catches up with the truck, and then leap off of it and grab onto the rearview mirror of the truck, and you can look right inside and you can see Brigand. Okay. And, and he looks over and sees you as well. Oh, shit. Uh, and I think this is the point where everyone rolls initiative. No, we're totally not. Um, I have a lot of initiative. What was it again? Initiative is 20. I rolled a two. Oh, that's funny. I also rolled a two, but my initiative is 20, so it's 22. Five. Total? Okay. And then 22 yes. and Yardak? 21. So it is, uh, well, you just went, uh, Myra's, I'm actually going to have that count as your turn in the initiative here. So it is now Yardak's turn. And I'm in the car. Correct. So you said she's hanging on to what? The rear view mirrors of the, of the tractor trailer. Side view? Yeah, sorry, okay. side view mirrors. And then I'm going to, like, get myself prepared for if she falls, I'm going to be there ready with my water to just, like, push her back on up. I'm, I'm worried about the use of water now. If he's driving, he can't use that thing. All right. And do you do anything else? Do you, are you still, are you also, are you still in the... Yeah, like, I'm in the car. Like, in the car? Yeah. All like right. Hanging out. So can you describe to me what this looks like? Does he have like? Does he like pull your? Do you pull your water satchel yeah, out? Yeah, like I have like my like I'm at the ready. I have like the side of the van open, like I'm ready to go. Okay, all right. In that case, then uh, it is Brigand's turn. There's gonna be two checks right now. Myra, you're gonna make a strength check, and Ruby, you're gonna make a vehicle check. Twenty-two. 18. All right. Brigand, when he looks over and sees Myra, wildly veers to the left and then veers to the back to the right and almost hits Ruby's van, but she, and just in the nick of time, turns right and gets out of its way and backs up ever so slightly so that she's still kind of near it, but not right neck and neck with it. But Myra is able to hold on uh, through the swerve 
And, uh, and he tries it and he tries it another time, but it's still, it's ineffective at getting you off of the truck. Now it is Ruby's turn. I guess I'll have to do this while I continue to drive. I guess I'm going to try to make it like another wall in front of him, but I'm going to try to make it so it, instead of making a tall wall, I want to make like a shorter fat wall so he can't just like smash through it. Okay. So make a roll. 16. In your normal shimmering fashion, the wall comes into being, and it is about, like, three feet tall, but about eight feet deep. Mm-hmm. And it's right in front of it, just in time that he can't turn away. And the tractor trailer smashes into it. In a dazzling display of acrobatics, Brigand goes through the windshield, spins around in the air, and uses his, his jet boots to f- do a full-on front flip, and then slow his own momentum and stop himself and land. Well, impressive. Still kind of a dick, though. Am I still alive? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, actually, I guess... Actually, actually, good point. Sama, I'm gonna need you to roll Myra a acrobatics check. Okay. Roll well. Sorry, I didn't think about that. <laughs> Fifteen. Myra is actually able to hold on to the side view mirror and lurches forward a bit and then comes back, runs down the side of the truck back onto the ground. You've just reached the beginning of Kirby Bridge, which is what connects uh, the downtown area with the less nice sort of working class neighborhood, actually toward in the direction of Ruby's apartment. What'd you say? This is a bridge over water? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Are you saying I live in the less nice area? Because that 100% makes sense. But Okay, and that, so I'm going to stop the car. Probably a good idea. Yeah. And I, you know, put it in park. I'm a safe driver, and I don't want it, like, rolling. So I'm going to run up. So I'm, like, hiding behind the truck. Because I don't want him to attack me, but I feel like I need to be closer. Okay, so the one blue box that he is standing on is the wall that you made. The other blue box that you guys are near is Ruby's van. Okay. All right, and are you going to do anything else on your turn? I think that is the end of my turn. So, Sama, it is your turn. What does Myra do? Okay, so what was the dude's name again? Yeah, his real name is Kaido Tanaka, known as Brigand. Brigand, okay. He's already out, right? He's hovering on, on his boots? Well, he's not hovering, no. He came to a landing. Like he, Oh, he landed, he flew okay. Out, he flew out the front windshield, did a front flip, and then used his boots to, to stop his momentum and came to a stop and landed. Okay, so he's on the ground in front of the wall. Uh, on top of it, on actually. On top of the wall, okay. Um... Can I try taking the boots off? You want to run and take his boots off? Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you can try. All right. These are going to be difficult to remove um, because they are, like, around his feet. Yeah. Okay. So, you need to uh, roll. It's roll and add your your unarmed attack minus four. Six, which is 16. So you run up, and you get a hold of the boot for a moment, but he just turns around and sort of kicks you off of it. Oh, great. Like, you grab a hold of one which is on the ground, and he uses the other boot to boost up, and then, like, uses the, uh, he turns his foot so that it spins and kicks into you, and, he's, and he does, like, a 360. Oh, great. And you're, not, and you're not hurt by it, but you're definitely knocked back by it. Yeah. And so that, yeah, that knocks you back off of the, off of the wall and back onto the street. And that counts as my whole turn, right? You technically do have the option to do another move, another move action, I mean. I think I'll stay where I am. Okay. Uh, on that note, then, it is Yardak's turn. Okay, so for, does he have all of his equipment on him right now? Yes. Including the Hydra Splitter? No, that is, that is nowhere to be seen. Hmm. So because I know that, like, he is a threat to Atlantis, and, like, I'm, like, 
focus on saving them. I'm just going to like straight up because we're over water. Just annihilate the shit out of him with some water right now without giving him a chance. Okay. How does that, how does that work? What are you exactly are you looking uh, to do? Cause there's so much water beneath me. I'm well, you're just, also on a bridge that so you're pretty high up too. Like we're talking Brooklyn bridge swim. up from the water. I'm just saying I can swim. Uh, okay. So you're going to jump off the bridge. No, but if it falls, I can swim. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm, I just, okay. I'm just going to assume that I have the ability to swim as in like a normal human Correct. being. Correct. But I want to remind you that you're hundreds of feet up. Okay. Well then, I'm, okay. So then I'm going to. Please don't kill us, Gardak. I can run on water. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Grab me if we start to fall then. She never said she can run and, and take and hold someone. Uh, so I'm just going to, uh. Help. Inst- Please don't destroy my van. Instead of bringing it up and down, I'm just going to like to come up with like a right hook and just like. Is this the water in your pouch, or is this no, the water? This is the water all underneath. All right, so you're bringing up a big old wave. Not, but like a very precise, like it's like a fist of water. All right, so you have to roll an attack check. Nineteen. So the water comes up way up from the side of the bridge as you lift your arm up, and then you you clench a fist and bring it hard to the right. Brigan turns towards it and gets slammed by the water onto the gravel road. He is down on the ground, kind of like on his elbows and knees. So then now that he's like just on the ground, I'm going to walk up and just be like, what do you think you're doing here? I was just minding my own business, driving a truck, when I was accosted by some ne'er-do-wells, it would seem. I see you in in your gear. What? Stop lying. What are you doing? I'm going to intimidate. Can I intimidate him? (laughs) Wait, wait. You say, I see you in your gear? Yeah. This is fashion, friend. It's from Milan. You wouldn't understand. Oh, yes, I'm going to intimidate him. 23. He's on the ground. I'm going to walk up to him and just, like, put my foot down on, like, his back. Push him down onto the actual ground and say, stop playing games. What's going on here? What's your plan? And you can just, you can see the side of his face and he cracks into a smile and he goes, that's not how this game works, hero. And he takes off with his jet boots and gets back upright and trips you as he does it. (laughs) It is Brigand's turn, so he is now upright. He turns back towards the truck with a bit of a steely look, and then turns away, and he says, I don't get paid enough for this. Ooh. You get paid? So he's not the main guy. And he actually jet boots his way over on top of the truck, and now he's on the, he's on the very back of the truck. He looks back for a moment at Yardak and points with one of his gold-tipped fingers at the truck, and a very fine red laser comes off of it, and he streaks it across the back of the truck, and the back half of the truck just slices right off and falls to the ground, and it begins to fall backwards. So, Ruby, you're going to need to make a dodge check. 21. Okay, you dive out of the way from behind the, behind the truck to behind your van, cool. and it is now your turn. Can I see the items that he's... That the thing he's trying to steal? From where you're positioned, you can see inside, and all you see is the giant black submersible. I would like to make a wall so it's, like, in front of where the door should be. Okay. So he can't get to whatever's in there. Okay. Uh, so roll. 17. Okay, you effectively create a wall that shimmers into, into effect right to replace the back door that was just sliced off and fell off. I will not let this guy have what he wants. Hero point. <laughs> um, yeah, that is a reminder that you all do still have one hero point. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, do you do anything else with your turn? You made this solid, solid structure. That's your free, a- that's your standard action? Nope, we're gonna stay hiding behind my van. 
Make a quick stealth check. Nine. Uh, so that is the end of your your turn, Ruby, and it is back to Myra's turn. Okay. So where are we at? Uh, on the he's standing on top of the back half of it. On top of the back half. Did he have a reaction to the fact there's now a stone wall in front of it? He looks down and he just frowns really heavily. This is why I don't deal with supers. So, I think I'll do the inspiration thing again. So, you're looking for inspiration about how to handle the situation? Yes. Well, I really think that Ruby has had the right idea about frustrating him and keeping him from getting his objective. Okay, so distract him. Make fun of him. Okay, so let's taunt him and tell him his boots are stupid. Like, where did you even get those boots? Okay, uh, roll deception. Deception? Mm-hmm. It is 26! So wait, what exactly do you yell? I was like, where did you even get those boots? Like, they're ugly as hell. He lifts up the one leg to use the boot to spin himself around. Uh-huh. He's so dramatic. He fires the jet off ever so slightly, turns around and stomps the heel back down. He goes, listen, lady, it was a simple night for me. I do a job, I get paid, I go home. You're making it more complicated for all of us. I'm sorry she doesn't want you to rob people? And I'm sorry they make things so easy and fun to rob. Also, that's, I'm gonna, also, Ruby, I'm assuming that was you speaking in character, so... Yeah, that's me speaking in character. I rolled a nine, I assume he saw me before. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Control Hope Quinn on Twitch. The Intel Drop dives deeper into the lore of Masks and Mayhem. The United Nations Irregular Operations Network, better known as Union, was formed in 2008 by tech billionaire Robin Markovic to monitor and neutralize super powerful threats to Earth. He recruited Betsy Bullard, formerly of the Supervillain Assault Specialty Squad, to head the new organization. Union Alpha Base is at the location of former Larson Air Force Base in Washington State. They also maintain bases and teams around the globe. This has put them in contact with some of the most powerful heroes and villains the world has seen. While it relates to the larger United Nations, Markovic uses his wealth to fund the network and keep it out of bureaucratic control. This of course has earned him the ire of some in the international community. This Intel Drop was brought to you by Control-Alt-Quinn on Twitch. Looking for a stream featuring a rotating library of fun and engaging titles along with quirky, irreverent humor? You can find a link to her channel at masksandmayhem.com support. And then that is your deck's turn. Okay, um, can I make a move that just continue? If it were to, like, to, like, distract him and, like, annoy him, just, like, start lobbing. Water? Yeah, like, like just, like, kind of pelt him. Okay, uh, you are not in a direct line of sight of him, though, so I would say that you would have to either run up on well, the I mean, wall. I mean, he's standing on top, and I'm right here. It's just kind of... Right, but I'm saying, like, he's not in a position where you can see him directly right now. You'd have to run on top of the wall so that you're up higher. Is he wearing the suit that can go underwater right now? No, he is not wearing cool. the... Uh... can I knock everything into the ocean? Like, the big the truck with him on top of it. Can I get a big wave and knock it down? You want to knock the whole, him and the truck into the ocean? Yeah. I wouldn't knock the entire truck. Why? It's just a submarine. It goes in the water. Do we not? Do we know whether the thing that can make atoms with water, like make atoms split with water, is in the truck or not? No, you said it's not here. You don't see it, is what I said. You can see into the cabin of the of the tractor trailer, and as far as you can tell, there is no there is no uh, special device. It's just the empty cabin to the to the tractor trailer. Okay, well then, yeah, I'm going to attempt to summon a big wave up here to knock that. All right, so you're using your hero point, you said? Yep. 
Okay. So yeah, roll and add your uh, your water create your water control. So twenty seven altogether. All right. Just I get really angry and this is you could just see in my face that it's getting pissed off and this guy is just like hitting all the wrong buttons. He's really irritating, and so I just kind of like furrow my brow and I was like. All right, Brigham, this is, it's just too much. I'm tired of this. Whatever, I don't care what your plan is, who you're working for. You might think this is a fun job, but repercussions of this could be catastrophic for some. So I can't let you go any longer. And then I just, from like the ground, almost saying like, just summon this big stream of water to blast the truck off the side of the bridge. And as you do that, you can feel the water moving out of the way underneath the bridge. And it lifts up in this giant wave and it goes up high above the bridge and then comes down in a curve and just narrowly misses Ruby's van as it scoops underneath the truck and lifts the truck and Brigand over the side wall. And it just holds steady for a moment and tilts and he goes, huh, Brigand, I like that. And then it tips over to the side of the wall. There's a bit of a, a moment of silence with a loud whoosh and then a foom as things hit the bay water below. Okay, now we can just have somebody go get the submersible. Or I can at some point. How, like how much of the truck is in the water? How, it's like is the entire truck in the it water? It fell down on its side and it had a large amount of stone inside of it. Uh, so it quickly sinks underneath the water uh, and is not to be seen. But actually... Uh, none of you are nearby right now. You are all on the other side of the bridge. Are you going to run and take a look? Yeah, let's go do that. When you look over the bridge, you just see the, the one edge just kind of slowly sinking under as the last of the truck goes under the water. Do I see the person? Uh, make a perception check. 26. From what you can see, there's no person in view. And you kind of take a quick look uh, at the skyline and you don't see like anyone flying away. Okay, um, so we still don't know where the other two items are, right? Correct. I guess we should tell the Union people that he's in the water, maybe? But, like, Union is busy. Of the police or something to look out for this dude? Like, we can text Frank, but I think with all the failed attempts of trying to contact them, it's just not... Yeah, but, like, I feel like we should tell someone that this thing's... That someone needs to get, like, a crane and get this out of the water. The security people. That's their job. There's also an Atlantean. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. I could get it out. I put it there. Um. <laughs> do you also, I feel like we probably should, like, see and make sure this guy's not, like, dead in the water. Okay. How do you guys check about that? Well, Yardak can swim, like he said earlier. Yeah, I can just dive off the bird. The- okay. Swan dive down there. So see you swan happening. dive down off the side of the bridge and end in the water. And you can see it's des- it's uh, descending still. I'll say it's pretty close to the bottom now. You see the truck land mostly intact with a big dent along the side where it's a uh, main side hit, but is, as far as you can tell, still intact. But as far as you can see, there is no brigand nearby. So did he see the submarine down there? Uh, well, the, as far as he can see, the truck is still fully sealed. It's just very dented. Bring this bad boy up. Okay, make a roll for me real quick. And add your water control. Plus one for favorite environment? Mm Mm-hmm. 17. You grab the corner, the corner that Ruby saw that went under, Mm -hmm. and using a combination of your swimming strength as well as your water control, you hoist the truck back up, 
and drag it off to the side of the of the the river. Cool. And wave up to your compatriots. What are the chances that truck can still drive? Uh, null and void. Perhaps we should go and tell them that we have the truck, but it's not going anywhere. Who who are you telling this to? The security guard. So you call Smart. Smart. you call security officer Day. Mm-hmm. All right, and she answers. She goes, "Are you guys okay? Where's the submersible?" About well, that. we're we're okay. Yeah, we're okay. Uh, we do have the submersible in our possession. Uh, the person responsible for attempting to steal it is at large, unfortunately, but we do have the submarine. Okay, where where is it? Can you get it to us? Uh, yeah, well, we might need a little help getting it to you, but it is at the Kirby Bridge, or I should say, underneath the Kirby Bridge on the shore. Oh, okay. And she stops for a moment and she goes, all right, uh, I will have someone from the Institute and the security office uh, be there as soon as possible. Awesome. Thank you for that, Ruth. You're welcome, Yordak. Let's just send a quick text to Frank. Let him know that Brigand is kind of doing his thing. Okay, so Frank Frank gets back in touch and he says, what about the the chain? Shit, what did I call it? <laughs> Chain hydros. I almost said chain hydro, Adam, and I was like, that's not right. Unfortunately, it wasn't with the brigand at the point in yeah. time. Are you sure? Yes. Did you check in the submersible? Oh. Well, we have the submersible in our possession. Okay, Yardak, c- no. can one of you check that? Because that is, that is the most important part of this scenario right now. Can I do that with my super speed? Well, the big problem is right now it's sealed with a giant stone barrier. Oh, touch it. So how do, like, is there an easy way to get down to the shore? Myra could just grab your arm and run you down. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. We're going. Okay. Down there. And I touch the rocks and they are gone. And you look inside and you see this giant behemoth black submersible. And it has tinted windows, um, but you can see an an entrance way on the top. Yardak goes in and he spins, spins the wheel a few times and it pops open. And inside, when you get in, it's full of panels and a lot of things are still covered in like plastic like it's still brand new but make a perception check real quick not 20 all right so you look around the cabin and you actually see a set of fins for your feet and a uh, exoskeleton suit and a beige box with three red orbs sticking out of it got that hydro splitter so for the record we did throw the hydro splitter in the water though yeah, but it wasn't used, and <laughs> it was good. in the submersible. It didn't hit the water. Again, good. We got but. lucky. And do you say anything to Frank? Thanks for nothing. <laughs> uh, I think we handle the situation all on mm-hmm. our own, but next time, can you please tell us if we're all leaving town? We'll try to keep you back in, better in the loop, but I'm glad you recovered that. I'm going to get in contact with our people at R- with some of our contacts at RCI. If you could do me a favor with your people at RCI... Myra's brother was the security guard on duty when that got stolen. Could you, like, maybe make sure he doesn't get fired? Yeah, like, put in a good word. I definitely will. Awesome. All right. Well, RCI will be on its way shortly. Okay, so you hang up with Frank. Um, I'm going to call my sister and tell her, I will ask her if it's okay to come home now, like, our mom and dad asleep. Can I sneak in? And Azima goes, Myra, what's... It's 4 a.m. What's going on? Um, are mom and dad still awake, or can I come home now? Oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're home, but I don't think they're awake. I guess I guess you can come home. 
Yeah. Like, I'd be, I can um, avoid the interview if I come home now. I mean, for a few hours, I guess. All right, I'm coming home. And don't make me cover for you again. <laughs> okay, I won't. The next morning, uh, when you all wake up, Myra, you get a text from Mo. Mm -hmm. He says that you guys must have done something right because they recovered the items. Work says that he is not going to be held responsible for this and that they're also not going to publicize how the items were recovered. Okay. And Yardak, you get a call from Director Bullard. Finally. Hey, Bets. There's a bit of strain to her voice. She goes, Yardak, I got your message. I talked with Frank. I'm glad to hear that you were able to handle this on your own. I'm sorry we couldn't be there for you this time. Are, are you okay? Yes, uh, everyone is present and accounted for, and we still have all of our limbs. Excellent. That's my favorite thing of a team when everyone is fully functional. When I get back to Riverside, I'm going to want to do a full debriefing. I want to hear more about the situation if you're up to it. Uh, that, uh, most definitely, uh, and potentially we can discuss also what was happening with you all today. We'll see what we can discuss about that. I'm just going to text Frank real quick, and I'm just going to be like, by the way, like, Rickard's still alive, right? Just a quick check-in. Uh, I'd have to talk to the doctor, but as far as I'm aware, he he had a few more hand twitches and movements and signals of life, but nothing terribly different. So, Mo is off the hook. Bullard is, well, contactable again. Frank is very proud of you all. I feel like Frank's all of our dads. <laughs> all right, and Myra wakes up the next day and successfully avoids being interrogated by her parents. <laughs> Chapter 1. Opportunity Costs Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Press. We are not affiliated. The show was written, produced, and created on the seventh day by myself, R.C. Byler. You can find us on Facebook. Like us on there so you can keep up with everything we do. This week's NPC name based on a listener is Ruth Day. If you'd like to be included as an NPC, you can tweet about the show using the hashtag MayhemCast. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. As you're all sort of laying in bed the next day, just relaxing and resting, the scene fades out and we come back to a dark chamber with a large view screen up as a figure in metal clad boots limps his way in and he flips on the view screen to see a shadowed face and he says, all right, I'm wiring you the money back. The job wasn't completed. They got everything. You know, I don't accept failure, Kaito. Well, you didn't pay me to deal with three capes. Good luck on your little excursion, I suppose.